We're going to be South Side regardless. Chicago, come to the South Side. Like the fantasy island. With your South Siders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Side. That's exactly what we were looking for last night. This is the Southsiders podcast. My name is Shane Reardon. You can find me on Twitter at Shane underscore Reardon and Instagram at Shane's Meat. And then my co-host is Gabe Ramirez. You can find him at Chicago underscore Gabe on both Twitter and Instagram. A 14-2 win for the White Sox last night against an Oakland team where the White Sox hadn't won more than two of their last 19 games. And hold on. This is kind of funny. Why is Kyle Long calling me? Should I answer it? Of course. Oh, I missed it. I'll call him back. I'll call him back. That felt pretty cool. That that felt really cool to get caught on on video. Yeah. So, a White Sox team that cannot win in Oakland has a dynamite win last night. Uh, fourteen to two. Yoan Moncada looked like the Yoan Moncada of old. He was about five feet away from three homers. Eloy looked great. Everyone looked good last night. How are you feeling, Gabe? Yeah, I think, you know, once guys start hitting home runs, it's, it's, it, you remind yourself that, like, yeah, these guys got that kind of power. Like, just make good contact, and they're strong enough to put the ball out of the ballpark. And you saw that with Eloy. I mean, geez, I mean, he's just on a tear right now, like an absolute tear. And I'm going to say this, and it sounds crazy, but – I've been watching highlights, and I can only, I, I can't get the ball out of my brain. Like Eloy has that Mike Trout power, where Mike Trout will hit a hit a hit a ball, and you you think it's a line drive, or maybe like a pop fly to left, but it just keeps going. And that's how I feel when I see Eloy he manages the ball. It's just like even when he hits the oppo, it's like so like he's so strong. So it feels cool to see that. And then Shane, how did you feel though about Oakland's pitching? I felt like it was good to see what has been called a, a potent offense all year long actually take advantage of a shitty pitcher. You know what I mean? Like they actually yeah. did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. That doesn't happen often. Like historically with the White Sox, they, it's, it's not a, a stat that you can actually track, but it is, um, it is known kind of that the White Sox can't hit bad pitching. You, you got a guy who's coming in for his, second major league starter, first major league start, he throws junk stuff and he can't get above 92 and maybe he's the 27th man on the roster and the White Sox can't hit him. And they crushed Sears last night. They crushed the middle of that Oakland bullpen. And your audio, Gabe, today is shit. And that's okay because you're going to upgrade your life and get a home. So I want to touch on two quick things and we'll wrap this and we will fulfill our obligation of recording a podcast for 2400 Sports. John Heyman reported yesterday that Tony LaRussa will likely return next week or be eligible to return next week to, to the dugout. How do you feel about Tony La Russa coming back when it looks like Miguel Cairo has completely turned this team around? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough because yes, you're on, you're, 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 you're in a good place right now. Soccer would say you're in good form and you don't know if that's a result of Miguel Cairo. Is that a result of the players? feeling the pressure because there's two months left, excuse me, like six weeks left in the season. Like, you know, that it's all things that are happening at the same time. Now, I just, I would prefer he stay away. You know, I prefer he stay away just because I don't want him there to begin with. <laughs> right? It has nothing to do with the team playing well. It's like, I just don't want you to have a reason to try to come back next year. And you've touched on this a couple episodes ago where 
if, the, if he does come back and the White Sox do continue on their hot streak and they do make the playoffs, well, then it's more likely that he comes back, right, just to fulfill his last year. So, I mean, again, I, I don't want him there, but I, I heard a clip that you guys played yesterday uh, at the tail end of your show. I know you weren't there, but it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, Tony DeRusso saying essentially, like, if the players don't want me there, then I won't be there. And, I mean, how about you just take it upon yourself to make a really good managerial decision and just don't come back. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like he should do. Yeah, I, I don't think these players will ever say to him, hey, we don't want you there. Um, and I don't think that there's a direct correlation between his absence and a win streak. I think they're just hitting home runs. And Tony La Russa's presence in the dugout is not going to stop a team from hitting home runs. But if something is going on in there that, that we're not privy to because we're not there every day with the players and there's maybe a vibe change, then maybe someone does have to speak up and say, hey, Tony, we love you, man, but Miguel Cairo is making better baseball strategy decisions here and pulling guys at the right time or going to the right bullpen arms or putting guys in the right spots and using a consistent lineup where guys know they're, where they're going to play every day. If that's the case then someone just has to be the adult. And Tony, a man who's been in this game for 40 years, can't be butthurt about it. And it's just got to be, all right, well, I probably knew my time was done anyway. I shouldn't have come back two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, but I, I think it's time. And I, I don't know if Miguel Cairo is the next manager of the White Sox, but but right now, why fix something that's not broken, right? Yeah, They're not broken right now. They're looking and, like they should have looked all along. And Tim Anderson's yeah. not even back yet. Dude, I can't even wait till Tim Anderson comes back. But to stay right there on Tony La Russa and Miguel Cairo and his decision-making, I mean, that's, that's got to be highlighted, right? I mean, because you're watching these games, and the decisions he's making, instead of questioning them, you're saying, yes. Like, okay, yeah, Laurie Garcia, pinch runner at the right moments. He's been, he's been doing pinch runners at the right moments. Defensive replacements at the right moments. Like, really just doing the smart thing. Even, you know, leaving guys in or taking them out when they need to He's making great decisions, and I don't know if it's coming from a collective, right, or if it's you know if it's just him. Like that would be cool to know, but I, I think that has to be highlighted that the decision making is one that we haven't been questioning over the last week or so. It's something that we've actually, as baseball fans, people that watch this game, we're saying to ourselves that is the right thing to do, and and and, and it pays off more often than not. And, and what about with TA, man? Like. Did you hear Ozzy say that, you know, he would have he would move TA to second base and you know, like what do you think about that? I mean obviously he's not gonna go to second base, but what do you what do you think about the dynamic and how that's gonna play out? Yeah, I think Elvis Andrews being a veteran and, and TA being a veteran as well. I, I, Elvis came here three weeks ago, four weeks ago. He's not going to Wally Pip TA and take his position and be okay with that. Even if Miguel Cairo were to ask him, Elvis Andrews is not going to say, yeah, I'm going to stay here. No, he is a better defender than Tim Anderson for sure, but that's Tim Anderson's position, and you can't lose something due to injury. Now, if Yoan Moncada came back in the last couple of days and he just looked like a piece of shit and he was playing like he's played all year, then I'm putting – Elvis Andrews at third base over Yohan Moncada, and I'm keeping Romy Gonzalez at second base and platoon between him and Josh Harrison, depending on handedness. But Tim Anderson's going to come back. He will start at shortstop, but Ozzy's not wrong. 
Elvis Andrews is a better defensive shortstop than Tim Anderson. And he's swinging a bat right now that you can't take out of the lineup. So even though he's never played anywhere but shortstop or second base for a few games, he's not gonna he's not gonna play he's not gonna continue to play shortstop. He just I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the curve in there and I'm gonna say that it's not even gonna be Miguel Cairo. It, it's it's gonna be TA. I think because I'm thinking about the possibility of how how it does happen, right? And it's TA is out there watching the game. TA is in the dugout. He knows what's happening. And maybe TA says, "Hey, you know what, Elvis, stay there. Clearly, second bases are where our shortcoming is, and I got zero problem. You know, zero problem moving over for this playoff run because what's more more important to me is the playoffs. You think there's a possibility that he says that? No, I think his ego is too big. You think his head's yeah. too big? It, yeah, it, it, TA's ego is far too big to just go ahead and give shortstop to Elvis Andrus okay. coming in here three, four weeks ago. It's. I understand where you're coming from, and it would be. I wouldn't. I'd be okay with it with the call, but TA will be back at shortstop, and that's going to be completely fun. Not Rick Giolito. That's his father, Lucas Giolito. Uh, tonight against the A's, another eight forty start. I have a dinner at 7 o'clock, so I'm hoping to get home and at least catch the last six, seven innings before I fall asleep. Um, Lucas has looked awesome the last few starts, and he hasn't gotten a lot of support, uh, but he has looked like not his old self um, in the year that he threw the the no-hitter, but he's looked very, very solid, and um, and I'm happy to see it. Uh, what do you have Lucas tonight doing against the the A's? I think, I think Lucas pitch well. I think he's going to get into a jam and like the first inning, maybe give up two runs first, second yeah. inning. Then he's going to, you know, buckle down fifth inning, get into some trouble and then Cairo's going to pull him, but it's only going to give up, you know, two or maybe three runs out of those five innings, which is exactly what we need. I think the bullpen is ready and they're like, give me the ball. We want to go ahead and shut this down. Six, seventh, eighth, ninth. And then I think the White Sox bats are going to come back tail end of the game. And I think that, you know, once we get into their bullpen, the Bulls are going to, or Bulls, the hell, the Sox are going to make a rally <laughs> and uh, and come back. And then we're going to get that win. We got to keep the win streak going. Let's think. It's a strong start to the series. Let's hope for a strong one from Giolito tonight because you have Lance Lynn, who's coming off of the best four or five games of his season so far tomorrow, and then the over-reliable and Johnny Cueto on Sunday. Uh, White Sox are 70 and 68 in the AL Central, and they are still just one and a half games back of the first place Cleveland Guardians tied with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, for the for Gabe Ramirez, my name is Shane Reardon. This is the Southsiders Podcast. If you like what you heard uh, from my good audio quality on this end and understand that Gabe's is not always like that, this is a rarity. He's trying to make moves in his life and he's going to get a home. Um, then please subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Gabe, have a wonderful weekend. You've got a cool-ass wife for letting you do a podcast in the car on the way to uh, seeing homes. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cool. Uh, Talk to you later. Monday, we're coming in hot, baby. Let's go.